This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11512 MHz vertical polarization azimuth 16 degrees east symbol rate 29950 mega symbols per second standard DVB S2 modulation 8 PSK audio PID 510 we wish you good reception conditions Hello, I'm your host Elena Enake bringing you the news, but first let's take a quick look at the weather picture. It's nice and warm across the country with maximum temperatures ranging from 14 to 24 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 22 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. The Romanian government wants to extend by six months the mandates of the heads of the Romanian Energy Regulatory Authority. The European Commission has proposed new measures to solve the problem of the high price of natural gas. And the Chamber of Deputies in Bucharest on Wednesday rejected a simple motion against Interior Minister Lucian Bode. The Romanian government is today discussing an emergency order that would extend by six months the mandates of the heads of the Romanian Energy Regulatory Authority. Government members say the institution's normal functioning is vital given the ongoing energy crisis and the war in Ukraine. Also today, ministers will discuss revenue and expenses summary reports submitted by state-owned companies and will decide on possible bonuses for students who took maximum grades at the National Evaluation and the Baccalaureate. The latter decision is aimed at stimulating academic results for the pre-university students. The Chamber of Deputies in Bucharest on Wednesday rejected the simple motion against Interior Minister Lucian Bode. The motion against the Liberal Minister was tabled by 55 MPs from USR and Forza Dreptei Party, a Liberal dissident party led by the former Prime Minister Ludovic Orban. The motion failed with only 88 votes in favour and 162 against. Signatories had asked Bode to resign his position for failing to reform the institution. The European Commission has proposed new measures to solve the problem of the high price of natural gas. Thus, 40 billion euros will be used to help households and companies affected by high energy bills. The package also includes a framework for joint gas purchases with the member states purchasing jointly at least 15% of the volume that are needed to fill the storages in the winter 2023-2024. The European Commission also proposes a flexible targeted use of the funds available under the cohesion policy to reduce the impact of the energy crisis on citizens and companies. 
The measures will be analyzed by the European leaders this week and then by energy ministers, and if the 27 member states reach consensus, the technical details are to be set. The first two convoys of armored fighting vehicles of the French army set off for Romania on Tuesday as part of a mission aimed to consolidate NATO's eastern flank. As many as 10 convoys will progressively leave the Mormelon-le-Grand military base in eastern France to reach Romania. French authorities gave no details about the exact number of vehicles and their itinerary. Leclerc tanks are also to reach the Cinco military base in central Romania to strengthen the mission under French command launched on February 28, 2022, in response to the Russian strikes of the neighboring Ukraine. Romanian Health Minister Alexandru Rafila and his Cuban counterpart José Ángel Portal Miranda on Tuesday signed a framework document on the cooperation in the field of healthcare between Cuba and Romania, an important step in the ties between the two countries, the Romanian embassy in Havana announced. The two ministers discussed about exchanges of good practices in the field of medical assistance training of professionals and the pharmaceutical sector. Almost 20,000 people died in road accidents last year at European level, according to a report published in Brussels. The document shows a 6% increase compared to the previous year, reversing the downward trend recorded under the influence of the restrictions imposed during the pandemic. Romania once again is in the worst situation, 92 deaths per 1 million inhabitants. At the opposite end, Sweden has a rate of 20 per 1 million. In the first data for the current year indicate an increase in the number of victims in traffic by more than 10% compared to the similar period in 2021. The European Commission announced in July that a new regulation on the general safety of vehicles would be applied. It is hoped that this will save over 25,000 lives and prevent at least 140,000 serious injuries by 2038. And that was the news. Romania has proved it deserves and has a right to be part of the Schengen area, Romanian politicians say. Find out what the EU has to say about that in this next report by Roxana Vasile. Bucharest authorities held Tuesday's resolution passed by the European Parliament, where MPs supported the Schengen accession of Romania and Bulgaria in large numbers. It is the fourth such resolution adopted by Parliament. All Romanian MPs argued in favour of the document. Conversely, MEPs representing the party of Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte abstained, while a Dutch MEP from the ruling coalition voted against. Tuesday's resolution, however, has no legal binding. The Schengen accession of the two countries requires unanimity in the Council of the EU. 
The Netherlands is one of the states that have been opposing the accession of Romania and Bulgaria to the visa-free travel area. And, for the time being, it preserves its misgivings. Schengen accession should be tied to reforming the judiciary and observing the rule of law, the Netherlands has argued. University professor Silvio Nate with the Lucian Blaga University in Sibiu and the director of the Center for Global Studies commented the resolution. We can notice widespread support at European Parliament level, which should make us happy and serve as our starting point. The Netherlands has invoked concerns regarding our capacity to manage the flow of illegal migrants and other cross-border risks, but Romania has proved it has the capacity to fare better than other states that have long been part of Schengen, as the case was with the crisis of refugees from the Middle East or the current wave of migrants from Ukraine. Then, the Netherlands also points to aspects pertaining to the rule of law, which don't actually apply to Romania. Why then would the Netherlands oppose Romania's Schengen accession? Silvio Nate explains. Schengen accession has its own geoeconomic stakes. Romania is known for its significant agricultural potential, and it can also become a facilitator of grain exports from Ukraine. There is one assumption that has prevailed in recent years, according to which the Netherlands would fear competition to its own port of Rotterdam in terms of trade. Obviously, we cannot prove the Netherlands' opposition is tied to any individual stake, but we can see ambiguity in the later statements made by Dutch officials, which are inconsistent with the strong support coming from other EU states. University professor Silvio Nate. Romania has met all Schengen accession criteria as early as 2011, something which countries such as France or Finland, that originally opposed the idea, have meanwhile recognized. The Council of the EU is expected to make a decision on this matter on December the 8th. The European Commission is looking for solutions to solve the energy crisis ahead of winter. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Mihai Pelin. The European Union is facing an unprecedented energy crisis following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Moscow's decision to cut a large part of its gas deliveries to Europe has further complicated matters and caused prices to skyrocket. The European Commission is proposing new measures to address the problem, using 40 billion euros to help households and companies affected by high energy bills. The package also includes a framework for joint gas purchases, explained the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. We know that we are strong when we act together. Therefore, the first emphasis is that we make joint purchasing in this proposal today operational. We know that Europe's energy demand is very large, so it is logical that instead of outbidding each other, the member states and the energy companies should leverage their joint purchasing power. And for that, we propose today legal, pool, legal tools for pooling energy demand at European level. What we're doing, we're also enabling uh, energy companies to set up a gas purchase consortium. 
so that they are together able to purchase gas. And in that, we include one mandatory, one binding element. That is that we say the aggregation of demand will be mandatory for at least 15% of the volumes that are needed to fill the storage. Capping gas prices is the last solution, said von der Leyen. Some states like Germany, Austria and the Netherlands continue to oppose this measure, saying it would lead to a gas shortage and prevent saving energy. Countries like Belgium, Greece, Italy and Poland are in favor of creating a price corridor for high-volume transactions, which would involve fewer expenses. The energy crisis will not go away anytime soon, believes Daniel Dayanu, the president of the Fiscal Council. He explained why the economic growth seen by Romania does not reflect on the people's living standard. When a transfer of incomes occurs between energy producers and other beneficiaries, most stand to lose. This is why this economic growth is not being felt and the energy crisis will last because this massive rise in the relative price of energy maintains the tensions that exist in the economy. This is not a crisis that can be solved in six months, not even in two years. It's a syndrome of war economies. And even though we don't see any rockets flying or bombs falling, there is war in our proximity, which can be seen in the high inflation rate, the cost of utilities and the aversion to risk seen in the business environment. Daniel Dayanu also said the inflation rate is largely caused by the rise in energy prices. In his opinion, Romania will next year see an economic growth of only 2 to 3 percent, and he expects the inflation rate to fall to around 10 percent. And that was Radio Newsreel. Listeners' Day on Radio Romania International. Dear friends, Sunday the 6th of November 2022 will be Listeners' Day on Radio Romania International, celebrated a week after the Romanian Radio Day, marked on the 1st of November. 2022 will go down in history and equally in the collective memory as a very special year, but not like the year the whole world emerged out of the pandemic, as most of us would have expected. On the morning of February the 24th, the old continent was shattered by an armed conflict after almost 80 years of peace. Large-scale propaganda and disinformation campaigns meant to create chaos and confusion have also become part of the confrontation. The information warfare is not a new kind of reality. However, its effects have become more visible than ever against the backdrop of the war in Ukraine, because the war has brought a real explosion of fake news and disinformation with it. In this year's edition of Listeners' Day on Radio Romania International, we ask you what sources of information about the war in Ukraine are the most reliable for you? How can you identify fake news from real news? How vulnerable you think you are to disinformation? Have you removed from your list the sources of information proven to be spreading fake news and disinform the public? Which is the role that public radio, and an international radio station in particular, plays in your life during this period of time?
We are looking forward to receiving your answers, which will be included in our show on the 6th of November. You can email them to us at engl at rri.o, post them on Facebook, or send them as a comment to this article on Radio Romania International's website at www.rri.o. If you like, you can also send us pre-recorded answers via WhatsApp at plus four o seven double four three one two six five o, or you can send us your telephone number so we can call you from the studio and record your opinions. Thank you. Society Today Hello, I'm Elena Enake. 38% of Europeans play a sport or practice some form of physical activity at least once a week, while 17% exercise less than once a week. Currently, up to 45% of Europeans never play sports and never participate in physical activity. This is what the fifth Eurobarometer dedicated to sport and physical activity has revealed. While this is a stabilization compared to the 2017 Eurobarometer, the continued promotion of sport and physical activity clearly remains much needed. The survey also reveals that during COVID-19 pandemic, half of Europeans reduced their activity levels or even stopped altogether. Romania, unfortunately, is below the European average, with only 20% of Romanians practicing a sport or exercising regularly. Also, while 60% never exercise, 13% of them sit for more than 8 hours daily, thus neglecting their health and ignoring the benefits of exercise for themselves and others. Practiced with others, sport increases the sense of belonging to a community and also social inclusion. This is what Julian Sherban, a 42-year-old trainer in a sales company, told us. Julian participates in amateur marathons and admits that he has discovered he loves doing this quite late in life. Julian Sherban. I started running at 33. Until then I didn't do sports at all, neither in my childhood nor later. In addition, I was doing my best not to make it to gym classes at school. When I took up sports, I did it exclusively for pleasure. I mean, I didn't start doing sports for medical reasons or to prevent an illness. I think that for 10 years, every day, I smoked. I had a lifestyle totally opposed to sports. I started more out of curiosity, willing to do some exercise, and I noticed that the two activities, smoking and running, didn't really match. 
After I quit smoking, I realized that I could increase the distances I run. After that, I started signing up for competitions, for marathons, and I saw that something changed in me. Also, the community around me transformed. I started running with people who had the same passion. I created a new group of friends and developed together. And beyond uh, health benefits, there have been and continue to be real social benefits because motivation can often come from the outside, from the group you belong to. That was Julian Sherban. The group mentioned by Julian Sherban takes part in marathons and competitions for amateurs that started to be organized in Romania a few years ago. For example, he recently participated in the Veterans Relay organized by Invictus Romania on a route that starts in Bucharest, passes through Ploiești and Brașov to end on October 25th in Carei. Although participants are quite numerous, Julian believes that there is room for improvement. Things can always be improved. What makes me very happy is that in Romania, several international marathons are organized in Brașov, Cluj, Timișoara and Bucharest, which attract more and more people. And except for the professional athletes who come to improve certain parameters for international competitions, there are also many amateurs who participate. This is a very good thing because the general public sees that alongside professional athletes, there are also people of all ages who enjoy sports and that is really motivating. I noticed people's reluctance when someone practices sports of any type. There are very few people who encourage movement of any kind. And there are many people who do not understand the phenomenon. But I think that a lot of people who play sports at some point at an older age, are forced to do so for medical reasons. Among those to whom doctors recommend exercise are people with disabilities, but they also practice sports out of passion, as Juliana Meseshan, a social worker at the Motivation Foundation, told us. She is also the coordinator of the motivation team made up of people in wheelchairs, as well as people without disabilities who participate in various sporting events generally focused on running and who encourage others to participate as well. Juliana Meseshan. We, the motivation team, are made up of around 100 people in wheelchairs and without disabilities. And it is very important for us to go to these sporting events because it is an opportunity for us to show people without disabilities that even people in wheelchairs can do sports and it's very important to do sports. We even want to grow motivation team year on year so that people without disabilities can join us, but especially more people who use wheelchairs. There are people who didn't have any disability until a moment in their life and then they had an accident. They fell from a height that injured their spine. And that's how they had to use wheelchairs. And maybe it's quite difficult for them at the beginning, but little by little these people resume their daily life and they should know they can still do sports if they had a passion for it before the accident. At present, many sporting events have races for people in wheelchairs. You have been listening to Society Today.
Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania. Welcome to Visit Romania, I'm Vlad Palcu. Located in the historical region of Oltenia in Dolj County, the city of Craiova is the ideal destination for history, architecture and art buffs, but also for anyone who wants to enjoy a lazy afternoon at the pool with the family or who seeks nice playgrounds for the kids. Craiova was once the capital of aristocracy in southern Romania, Mihai Natsu, the vice president of the Dolj County Council, has told us. Today, Craiova bears the mark of the times when reputed architects from at home or abroad, as well as master masons, carpenters, painters and decorators, left their mark on the citadel. Our guests can best see that in the old town, which has recently been renovated. You cannot visit Craiova without seeing or admiring the majestic Jean Mihail Palace, which is also the home of the Art Museum of Craiova. The lavishness of detail, the golden mouldings, the crystal decorated chandeliers, the marble stairs, or the silk upholstered walls speak for themselves. Everything about this palace speaks of its past ownership to Romania's wealthiest noblemen many of whom ended up giving loans to the Romanian state during the most severe economic crisis of their time. Right now, the palace has been fully renovated. Mihai Natsu. The art museum here has a valuable heritage comprising 9,000 items. Pride of Place is given to six original works by sculptor Constantin Brâncuș. Other rare works can be discovered at the Museum of Oltenia. Here you can discover two Roman glaives, a unique item specific to the former Roman Empire, which are in mint condition. Another highlight of the collection is the sword that belonged to Iancugiano, or the four Byzantine Gospels written on parchment, which is actually one of the three copies that still exist to date. Central Craiova is also home to Casa Bonnie, an architectural monument Mihai Natsu told us more about. The house was built by ruler Constantin Brinkovanu in 1699. Here, guests will discover exhibits that are representative of traditional customs and crafts, ceramics, fabrics, icons, objects of worship as well as carpets and other items, some 120 of which were selected to be included in the UNESCO World Heritage. And finally, any visit to Craiova should include the Nicolae Romanescu Park, Mihai Natsu. The park spreads over a surface of 100 hectares and has a romantic design. The park too is the work of remarkable artists of the 18th and 19th centuries. It was designed by French landscape designer Edouard Redon, who received the gold medal at the World Exhibition in Paris in 1900. It is an oasis of greenery and tranquility in the heart of the urban hustle and bustle, much like the Alexandru Buya Botanical Gardens, which have been modernized and enriched with new species in recent years. Mihai Natsu. A highlight of Craiova in recent years have been the Christmas fairs organized in the city center, and preparations are already underway for the upcoming winter holidays. 
And this has been all in Visit Romania. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. The Romanian Cup in football this year is held according to a new format. The event begins with a regional stage, followed by three rounds, which include the lower echelon teams. The Cup's ensuing playoff stage will also include eight of the Super League's poorer ranked teams, while the competition's next group stage will also include the other eight stronger teams of the upper echelon. There are 24 teams all told, distributed according to six groups made of six teams each, so there is no such thing as the round-robin system. The teams play only three fixtures according to a value ranking system. The first two teams in descending order advance to the quarterfinals. Then the semi-final and the final follow. Fixtures counting towards the Romanian Cup in football's group stage have been played since this past Tuesday. In Group A, the match pitting Dinamo Bucharest against FC Ukraiova ended in a blank draw. In Group C, Alexandria and Farol Constanza drew to all. Also in Group C, Rapid Bucharest grabbed a 4-1 win against second-tier team Dumbravica. On Wednesday, in Group A, Unira Slobozia take on FC Voluntar, while in Group B, Gloria Buzo take on FC Botoshan and Utarad play FCSB. In Group D, also on Wednesday, Okna Mures face Kindia Turgoviste and Hermannstadt play Universitata Krajowa. On Thursday, in Group A, Petrol Ploiesh play home game against Shepsis Fantu Gheorghe. In Group B, Ocelul Galatz take on Mioven on home turf. In Group C, Universitata Cluj face CFR Cluj, while in Group D, Minaur Bayamare are pitted against FC Argesh. The final draw for the 2023 UEFA European Under-21 Championship, to be co-hosted by Romania and Georgia, was venued by the Romanian Athenaeum in Bucharest. Romania will join Spain, Hungary and Croatia in Group B. Our national team's fixtures will be hosted by the Stawa and Rabbit stadiums in Bucharest. Elsewhere around the country, fixtures will also be played in Cluj on the Cluj Arena and the Dr. Constantin Radulescu Stadium. Games will be played over June the 21st and July the 8th, 2023. The first three teams in descending order will book their ticket for the Olympic Games in Paris in 2024. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Next in this broadcast, listen to Truly Romanian, I am Vlad Palcu. Today we will play for you songs from the repertoire of Viorica Flintasu, a popular folk vocalist from the region of Bihor in northwestern Romania. For starters, listen to her performing the song called Bless This World, Lord. Yeah. 
The region of Bihor is one of the most fascinating ethnographic regions of Romania, a region where folk songs, dances and customs have been preserved over the centuries. The great Romanian folk expert Bela Bartok said the region is an important source of folk music. Viorica Flintashu started performing at a very young age when she was only 16, as part of various local venues and events, but also in folk contests. In 1966, she made her first recordings with the public radio, accompanied by the Radio Folk Orchestra conducted by George Vanku. Let's listen to her now with another song from her native region. By 1967, Viorica Flintashu started cooperating with a large number of folk ensembles across the country. She featured extensively in radio or TV shows and soon shot to fame. The next song we've picked for you speaks about life in the countryside.
Yurika Flintashu also toured the Middle East, where she was much appreciated. She soon started collecting folklore herself, composing her own songs and building up her repertoire. Everything I've done in this world is the name of the next song coming right up. We go out with one last song performed by Viorica Flintashu. Picciorili, ci salva picciorili, ma di 
Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Happening in Romania with your host today, Kalin Kotsoyu. The situation in Ukraine is still a huge mess and everyone is waiting with bated breath for some decisive development. However, by all accounts from experts and pundits, no such breakthrough is on the horizon. Fears of nuclear escalation are very palpable as Ukrainian forces push back against the invasion and the Russian population is getting restless under orders of mobilization for a war that none of them wanted or expected. Also, many people may not realize that Romania has a unique stake in the developments, not only as Ukraine's neighbor to the south, but also a country that was a major host for the huge exodus of population from the country to its north. What many people around the world also may not realize is that Romania is a country with a significant ethnic Ukrainian minority, which has preserved across the centuries its language, customs, traditions, cuisine, and religious practices. In other editions, we may be dealing with some specific examples of such traditions, but for now, we will simply be looking at the community in general to see how it evolved and how it is faring today. Ukrainians make up the third largest minority group in Romania, with the census of 2002 showing that over 61,000 people declared themselves ethnic Ukrainians, making up 0.3% of the population. Most of them are concentrated in the north of the country, right on the border with Ukraine, as expected. But they can also be found in the thousands in the counties of Timish, close to Serbia, and the county of Tulcea, close to Moldova, in the Danube Delta area, which is also the home of a significant population of ethnic Russians, who have also dwelt there for centuries. The community is so strongly represented in the northern areas of Romania that the town of Sigetu Marmatie in Maramures County has a Ukrainian language high school. 
The same town is also the administrating and hierarchical center of the Orthodox faith among Ukrainians, whose head is a so-called vicar general, subordinate to the patriarchy of the Romanian Orthodox Church, representing the majority of faithful in Romania, over 80%. The community consists of 32 parishes and three monasteries, all set up after 1990, with around 55,000 parishioners. What sets the Ukrainian Orthodox faithful apart from the Romanians is the fact that they keep to the old-style Julian calendar, just like the ethnic Russians from the Danube Delta. That means that most of their holidays are offset by a number of days, sometimes as much as weeks, as compared to the rest of the Orthodox faithful in the country. However, the Ukrainian community underwent a major change in worship with the advent of the communist regime. Many Austro-Hungarian subjects of Orthodox faith belonged to the Greek Catholic Church, most of them Romanian, Ukrainian, and Slovakian. This church was created in 1596 to represent those Orthodox Christians of Eastern Rite who recognized the authority of the Pope and of the Vatican, creating a separate hierarchy with similarities to that of the Roman Catholic Church. This granted the members of that church, most of whom were part of ethnicities which were disenfranchised under Habsburg and later Austro-Hungarian law, more opportunities for social advancement as well as access to better education. However, the communist regime imposed by the Soviet army in 1947 declared the church illegal in 1948, and all its buildings and possessions were transferred to the Orthodox Church. At that time, the Ukrainian Greek Orthodox community numbered some 40,000 members, when the head of the church, Vicar Bishop Isidor Tonyuk, refused to comply with the decision to dismantle his church, he was arrested and sentenced to eight years in political prison. The Greek Catholic Church was restored in 1996 and was recognized by the leadership of the Orthodox Church. It now has some 14,000 parishioners who also use the old-style Julian calendar. As an officially recognized ethnic minority, in line with the Romanian constitution, Ukrainians have a seat in parliament set aside in the lower chamber, the Chamber of Deputies. Since 1990, this seat has been occupied by only three representatives of the community. In addition, Ukrainians have one main organization representing the community, the Union of Ukrainians in Romania. As a civic organization representing a significant group with its own identity, the Union now accesses European funds provided under the statutes of the European Union. One of their main projects was the 2007-2013 Human Resource Project called Promoting Active Employment Measures, Promoting Long-Term Rural Employment and Vocational Training. 
In the hope that this was informative, we invite you to look out for future editions of Happening in Romania when we will be looking at other groups of people that make up the colorful fabric of the country. For Happening in Romania, I am Kalinkotsoyu. on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You are invited to listen to a wedding party song performed by Mioara Veliku, a traditional music vocalist hailing from Eastern Romania's Galați County. La nuntă, dig- 
господарь, сокри миши, сокри мари, сокри миши, сокри мари, таря 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 да. Ау инвитат луми мульт, каша и фрумос ланунт, каша и фрумос ланунт, таря 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 да. Миря сай тари фрумос, таря 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 да. Шедин хири рушнос, таря 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 да. Чинерит юном бун, таря 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 да. Шей фрумос ка ум паун, таря 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 да. Tasvahii cu norob, ai jucat nu stai spiloc. Traiasca nirisi nasi, si lângi ei tos nu tasi. Socrumari bucuros, lasa chii sanatos, lasa chii sanatos. Dere 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 da. Omul si show adunat pentru dragul lui baiat, pentru dragul lui baiat. Dere 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 da. Si socrumai bucuros, dere 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 da. De azari norancas, dere 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 da. Kiuis aflisato, dere 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 da. Kshow insura baiat, dere 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 da. Das vahii cu norob, ai jucat nu stai spiloc. Traiasca nirisi nasi, si lângi ei tos nu tasi. Socrimiș privesc, dintr-o dată mă gândesc, dintr-o dată mă gândesc, tare, 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 da. Și-o fi în sufletul lor, că de-acum aduc mult dor, că de-acum aduc mult dor, tare, 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 da. Au crescut fată cu minte, tare, 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 da. Iar de-acum înainte, tare, 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 da. Să duci și după bărbată, tare, 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 da. Așa cum o fost lăsată, tare, 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 da. Das vahii cu norob, ai jucat, nu stai spiloc, Trăiască nirișii nașii și lângă ei toți nu-n tașii. Cât e frumos în nașii, dar norocul toți nu-n tașii, Dar norocul toți nu-n tașii, tare, 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 da. Și-ndeamnă pe fiecare să vină la hora mare, Să vină la hora mare, tare, tare, And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15.320 and 17.670 kHz. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>